welcome back to Born to be Mild. And today, let's get a little bit wild. Let's talk about celebrating Halloween, aka Samhain, as a pagan, like a witch, bitch. So many holidays. I feel so fired up about this. So many holidays that were once super spiritual and meaningful were swooped up and they were altered either by the church, various church. I'll let you decide what church did it. Or corporations. We have commercialized Halloween at this point beyond recognition. It's now associated with candy, costume parties. And to be honest, if you actually look at the history of this quote unquote holiday, it's lost pretty much all sense of what it was, which was like commuting with your ancestors, honoring your ancestors, honoring the earth and cycles, nature, being thankful for all the harvesting we were able to do as the season kind of like closes and darker nights approach. I don't know. Like to me, I fucking love Halloween and I'm obsessed with it. And again, if you follow me and you've seen my 12 foot skeleton in my yard, you know, Halloween is my jam. But I think knowing the origin of this holiday matters. Knowing the origin of most holidays matter. And I think what it does is it allows us to celebrate it in some really cool new ways. So yes, let's decorate our yards. Let's have the 12 foot skeletons. Let's have the Halloween costume parties. Let's trick or treat, do the candy. That's all cool. But let's also know why this exists and why we celebrate it so that we can celebrate it in new ways. So here's the thing, like, I guess I'm a pagan now. I was baptized Catholic. My parents quickly were like, look, we're not fucking Catholic. So then we started going to a Christian church as a kid. Somewhere along the way, I we that's not a thing anymore. My mom kind of still goes to church a little bit. I'm still very familiar with the uh, concept of it. And as for myself, I guess, like, I don't know. I started at some point during my early 20s to try and figure out what it was I believed. Because just because church doesn't make sense for me anymore, that doesn't mean I don't have faith. I didn't find myself turning into someone or becoming someone that doesn't believe in quote unquote anything. I look at the world around me and I think like there's something that's sort of a divine being controlling it. Or I look at the seasons and and the way cycles happen and change and there's something magical about that. So I was still feeling things. I just didn't know what it meant. So I sort of went on a journey to figure out, you know, are there names for people like me? A pagan is a person holding religious beliefs other than those of the main world religions. So you could be considered a pagan if you don't believe in religion or you worship more than one god. The original pagans were followers of, and by the way, this is like from the History Channel. I pretty much had to Google this or just, it's from some website. I didn't make this up. The original pagans were followers of an ancient religion that worshiped several gods. So it's polytheistic. Today, pagan is used to describe someone who doesn't go to synagogue, church, or mosque. There, there's also like a subset of pagans that are like more, they more embrace Celtic traditions. So like Celtic reconstructionists or something. I went down a rabbit hole. We don't need to talk about that. Essentially, belief in God based on reason rather than revelation or teaching of any specific religion is known as deism. So deism and paganism are two things that like I for a long time was trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure this out. Which one am I? I called myself a deist. For a while, that's what the founding fathers were. They believed in God because they believed in him and not necessarily because of like, you know, the church, I guess. It's sort of like a rejection of Orthodox Christianity. So 
there was a period of time where I was like, I'm a deist. And now I'm a little bit more like, well, I don't know, like, is God an almighty, all feared man up in the clouds, white man with like a beard? Like, is that him? Or maybe that's not like, maybe that's not what I think is doing all of this. I don't know. So I've sort of waffled back and forth between pagan and deist and all these things. But either way, I just want to note, I'm working hard to figure out what I've got going on, but I'm also working hard to put the religious or cultural holidays of my friends at the forefront of my mind. Because as I've gone on this journey of self-exploration and realized how much it matters to me, that makes me more aware of how much it likely matters to other people. So I want to know what my friends and family are celebrating and when they're celebrating it so that I can say something about it. I've noticed it feels so good to me when someone says like happy solstice uh, or even like Merry Christmas. I'm cool with that too. Or they're like willing to come over for a Lunasa dinner or something. Like if you're one of those people that does that, it warms my heart every time. (laughs) So a lot of my friends and now family are Jewish. So I definitely went through at the beginning of the year, the process of adding all of the Jewish holidays to my calendar to make sure I know when the people I love are celebrating these things and I can make sure to acknowledge that. So whatever you are, whatever you like to celebrate and whatever your friends like to celebrate and whatever they are, I think we just have to sort of like come together and try and make a point to learn about what other people have going on and what matters to them. Literally just calendarize it. It makes your life so much easier. So that's how I'm prefacing it. Back to Halloween. First of all, it's not Halloween. It's called Samhain. You can keep calling it Halloween, call it whatever you want. But Samhain itself was a pagan religious festival originating from an ancient Celtic spiritual tradition. So in modern times, Samhain is still celebrated from October 31st to November 1st, aka Halifuckin'ween, to welcome in the harvest and usher in the quote unquote dark half of the year. So it really was about like, nature and cycles and recognizing that the days are starting to get a little bit shorter. The nights are getting longer. Maybe your crops aren't harvesting as much, which if you, we started a garden for the first time this year, it's the first time that we have ever grown our own food. And I kind of sensed that this year, like there was a point where, you know, over the last month or so, we're just harvesting way less. Like there's way less yield where the crops that are yielding are different. And like all of a sudden my eggplants are popping off, but my tomatoes are kind of dying and my cucumbers are, they've been gone for a long time. So, you know, you start to, as you reconnect with nature or reconnect with, we can get everything at the grocery store any time of year now, but if you really reconnect back with the earth and the quote unquote old way of doing things, you see why these holidays came to be, these celebrations came to be. This is like a change in the season and the cycles. Celebrants back in the ancient days also believed that the barriers between the physical world and the spirit world break down during Samhain. So sort of like allowing more interaction between humans and denizens of the other world. So that's where the spookiness came in, basically. Adding to the spookiness was the fact that this was a lot of, there were fires involved, basically. I think Celtic people like loved fire festivals. So Samhain was like the most significant of four quarterly fire festivals. So it takes place at the midpoint between the fall equinox, the winter solstice. And this is basically when people would like burn fires and they would let the fires burn out while the harvest was gathered. So the thing that made this cool and spooky in my mind anyway, because 
the Celtics believed that the barrier between worlds was breachable during Samhain, they actually prepared offerings that were left outside villages and fields for fairies or their ancestors. It was expected that ancestors might cross back over during this time. So they would dress as animals and monsters so that fairies were not tempted to kidnap them. And they would leave offerings for the dead. There's a lot more history to this. Like, honestly, you could go down a complete rabbit hole on the History Channel, which is super cool. But, like, in the Middle Ages, the fires just, like, continued to become a thing. And personal Samhain fires happened closer to farms. They became a tradition, basically to, like, protect families from fairies and witches. And the stories go and the years go on. And, you know, now we have jack-o'-lanterns and things. Did you know jack-o'-lanterns weren't even pumpkins? They were turnips. They were literally... (laughs) turnips. <laughs> so I think it was the Irish who later switched it to pumpkins, but yeah, an actual jack-o'-lantern, a tradition one was a turnip. The other tradition that I don't see people doing as much, but I find super cool. I'm going to do that this year is the tradition of dumb supper. So this is where food was consumed by celebrants, but only after having invited ancestors to join in and giving the families a chance to interact with the spirits until they left following dinner. So like you could leave a plate out for, you know, a grandparent that's passed or have photos up of your ancestors um, while you have dinner and kind of like invite them to the meal with you. Children would play games to entertain the dead while adults would update the dead on the past year's news. It's, I don't know. There's something so cool about that. Like this idea, we have this very like fucked up American view of death and it being the quote unquote end And it is an end in a lot of ways, but I'm also trying to, because I'm afraid, like every, the average American, I'm scared to die. But I read some really cool books last October, actually, by, the author's name was like Caitlin Doherty or something like that. She's a mortician. I'll have to leave the links in the show notes, but essentially a mortician who wrote all of these books on death. And she sort of talks about good death and how there are so many cultures that treat it so differently than we do and how in this American society, we stuff our dead with preservatives because we don't want them to look like they're dead. We want them to still look quote unquote like grandma and how artificial all of that is. And it's really our way of sort of, you know, avoiding reality that this person has passed. So I'm trying to reframe and and look to other cultures and kind of understand, you know, how they interact with this theory, this thought that life has an end. And there's something about this, you know, old school pagan tradition that would sort of challenge that notion that death isn't the end if you have people that are still willing to carry you on. And so by bringing your ancestors into these meals and talking to them and, and, and communing with them and inviting them in and telling them about what's going on in your life, they're, in a lot of ways, I think one could argue like, is that death or is that actually like continuing life in a different way, you know? Anyway, October 31st became known as All Hallows Eve or Halloween. And it still to this day has a lot of things that, you know, look like the pagan Halloween. And this was because the 19th century America through Irish immigrants, you know, kind of like adopted some of these things. So Halloween's not, the commercialized Halloween is not that old. Uh, Samhain is very old. It's older than our country, which is crazy. So we still dress up now, but now people don't realize it's to ward off evil spirits and things. We think it's just fun and cool and we trick or treat or whatever. 
and we carve jack-o'-lanterns out of pumpkins instead of turnips, but we still do it. So I don't know. I just thought it was like really cool to dig into like why we do these things and where it came from and, and think through, you know, maybe I want to change up how I celebrate Halloween this year to sort of acknowledge more of the ancient history of it. So here's how I think I'll celebrate or ways that you can celebrate yourself if you want to make it a little bit more spooky season authentic. You could have a bonfire or just any fire, light a fire, light a candle. The Celts loved fires. And that was, like I said, Samhain was one of the four quarterly fire festivals. Light a fire. Easy peasy. You can dress up. Just maybe do it the Samhain way, you know? Maybe make your own costume. Maybe think about as you're putting on the costume the spirits or the energies that you're trying to like ward off? What are you actually trying to deflect from or disguise from? I do think you can still carve a pumpkin. That's a thing. Let's let, we don't need to carve a turnip. I don't even know. Turnips seem like they would rot to me. So we're probably still going to carve pumpkins, but in my mind, I'll know it was a turnip, you know? And the number one thing I'm excited to do, I have a girlfriend that's going to come over for dinner, But I would really like us to kind of sit down and like invite ancestors to join. So I definitely let her know like, hey, if you want to bring a photo of somebody who's passed, doesn't even have to be related to you, just somebody who's passed that you, you know, want to invite them to dinner. Like we can put their picture up, uh, we can leave them a plate, whatever it might be. But I really want to start, I think, reframing how I think of death and dying and all of those things and the ones that I love being gone. And I want to invite them to the table and update them on my life and how things are going. So I'm going to leave them a plate this year. Regardless of what you celebrate, how you celebrate, what matters to you, knowing the origin of these things matters. That's sort of like the TLDR takeaway from this little short episode. Knowing the origin matters. Know why you celebrate what you celebrate. Know where it came from. I also think it's important to maybe acknowledge where institutions took it and ran with it in ways that were not fucking appropriate. I have a big beef with Thanksgiving. I kind of want to invite a friend on the podcast who also hates Thanksgiving I can't stand Thanksgiving for a whole host of reasons. But one of the reasons is because when you actually look at the origin of it, it's pretty dirty and nasty and disgusting. And I just don't, I don't agree with it. But we as a society have taken these holidays and sort of, you know, left in the dust what it really originated from and what it meant. And I'd like to start to clear the air, I guess. I want to continue to celebrate things. I I want to continue to have holidays, but I want to reframe what it means and why we do it. And I guess celebrate them in ways that better align with my ethics or moral values. So I'm a spooky bitch. We're going to have a good time in October. It's going to be a great month. Follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Boyanju because yeah, my house is decorated to high hell and we're, we're going to do all the spooky season things. So wishing you a very spook filled October. <laughs> I'll catch you guys the next one. Bye. Bye.